So today we're going to be talking about entering into a new season. We're going to talk about entering into a new season. I mean, tell me about it. I know about new seasons, you know. When you have a baby, it's like your whole life just... <laughs> your whole life transforms. Praise God. Because there's so much. Praise God. And you know, it's just funny how the way children depend on their parents is the way God wants us to depend on him. Praise God. Praise God. Because the truth is, we can do nothing of ourselves. We can do nothing of ourselves. And it is when we realize that God is the one to be depended on, our lives will begin to take on that transformation we've always desired. Praise God. Because when you feel like you have it all together, you feel like you have it all sorted out, then where does God step in? How do you want, like, where does God want to come in? It's either God is the one helping you or you're the one helping yourself. God will not struggle with any human being. Praise God. God will never struggle with us. And when you relinquish all power, all authority to him, is when he can begin to say, yes, this is the way. Walk in it. Hallelujah. So we're talking about entering into a new season. And, you know, it's becoming spring. I, I don't think it's still spring yet, but it's almost spring. Praise God. It's almost spring. Technically spring, but physically not yet spring. We're still waiting. Okay, praise God. But the good thing is the snow is all melted, so we are grateful. Yeah. <laughs> we are grateful, praise God. And so when it's a new season, it's usually very evident. Okay, I know we can agree with that. So when it's spring for me, I haven't really been outside that much. But I always wait for the little tiny flowers, those ones that are weeds, you know, the, um, the dandelions, the yellow ones, you know. And they smell very horrible in case you haven't noticed if you're... You pick it up and one day the kids were like, oh, mommy, I got you flowers and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, garbage. You know, that's how you know that it's springtime because you begin to see the flowers. When we know it's, you know, almost fall and summer is over, we begin to see that the temperatures are dropping at night, then eventually during the day. You know, so when it's time to go into a new season, the truth is it's going to be evident to all. And that is why I really, really, truly like our theme for this year in KICC that says it is our year of evident progress. Praise God. It's our year of evident progress. And what that means for us is that we're going to step into a new season. Amen? Amen? Amen. In Jesus' name, we're going to step into a new season. And God wants to prime us. God wants to prime our hearts so that when we get there, we can discern. Okay? Because if you're not discerning about when a season is about to end and when another season is about to begin, it might be problematic. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, he will give us wisdom. And when we have that wisdom, we're able to navigate the seasons properly. And it's like, you're so good. You are, like, you're such a guru. How are you doing it? It's the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to Genesis 6. 5 to 8. And we're just going to talk a little bit about Noah because Noah is somebody who really understood seasons. First of all, Noah was in a season where people did not worship God. People did not choose to acknowledge God. People decided to do what they thought was best for them. You know, everybody was just doing their own thing. And let's just read and you see how, you know, heavy God's heart was. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. This is God we're talking about here. Not somebody, God. 
So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. So God is sorry that he made all of them, the beast, everything. Because everything was corrupted. Praise God. It was all corrupted, corrupted. And Noah was living in that season. That was the dispensation Noah was living in. And when you read the book of Hebrews, it tells us that Lot's righteous soul was vexed because he was living in Sodom and Gomorrah. Praise God. So it's very possible for you to be the only person, maybe in your workplace, that is a believer. It's very possible for you to be the only person in your family that is a, you know, born again, tongue speaking, demon casting believer. And God is saying to you, it's okay for now. Praise God. It's okay for now. Because eventually God did tell Noah, bring your sons and their wives and your wife and the animals. Praise God. So God is saying to us, this is not even part of the message that you should not be satisfied with being the only Christian. Okay? Don't be satisfied. I'm the only believer in my work. I'm the only one that, no, bring other people in. Let them know there is a better reality. Let them know that Christ has paid it all for them. Praise God. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And it's my prayer that every single one of us, we will find grace in God's sight in Jesus' name. What God is saying to us here is that no matter how bad it is, there is some people, there is someone, me, you, it's very possible for us to find grace in the sight of the Lord. Such that we are being ushered time and time and again into new seasons. That is why the Bible says, harvest meeting harvest. Do you know what it means? It means you've not finished packing all your corn. But there's something else again coming. You've not finished, you know, celebrating this breakthrough. God is sending something else again to you. And God is saying, don't just pack there and say, I'm just grateful for this one thing you've done. No. God is saying, harvest upon harvest. Season upon season. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's read verse 9 all the way down. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man. Okay, three things. Noah was just. He was perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Now, just can also be the same word for righteous. Praise God. And we know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus if we are born again. If we are born again, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Okay, praise God. We've ticked that one. So we too, we can say we are just people. Hallelujah. And don't look at Noah and say, oh, Noah is such, he's the best. He's, he's, you know, Noah is like the best thing since sliced bread. God even said he's a... We have the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Every single one of us, we are, to put it lightly and for the lack of a better word, we are better than Noah. Hallelujah. Because we have the Spirit of God dwelling inside of us. Praise God. He just had a relationship with God, which was good. And it's a pointer for us again that if people who didn't have the Bible, and this was pre-law, so this was before Moses. This was also before Abraham. Praise God. If these people were able to walk with God and know what to do, we as children of God that have the Holy Spirit indwelling inside us, I don't think we have any excuse. We don't. We don't have any excuse to say, oh, I just didn't know what to do. No. Because the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, He lives inside us. He lives inside us. If we will engage Him, like we engage social media. If we engage him, we will truly know what to do. And it's true. I'm sure every single one of us, we have examples. We have our own personal examples. Whether we still practice engaging God or not, we know we have examples of when we engaged God and we saw results. Guess what? You need to continue to engage. We need to continue to engage because God was not really joking when he said we are supposed to be the head and not the tail. 
It is in your engagement with God that you become the head and not the tail. Praise God. So Noah was just, just like us. We are also righteous. It says he was perfect, meaning unimpaired. The root word there also means unimpaired. So when he says he was perfect in his generations, unimpaired. He wasn't corrupt. He was focusing on God. If it is God, it is God. Praise God. If it is God, it is God. Nigerians will say, let's go and check it. We are not checking anything. If it's God, it is God. Just to explain for our non-Nigerians. Nigerians are, I mean, I guess a lot of um, African countries are very, very, you know, fetish and stuff. So when they say they're going to check something, it means they're going to like their, to consult the oracles. They're going to consult their deities, their idols, and their gods. Praise God. But we know we serve a living God. We serve a God that is bigger than the biggest, higher than the highest. Can we just give a shout to our God? Praise God. So now I was unimpaired. He was following the leading of God. He was, you know, working before God continually. Can we have that scripture, please? Yeah, it says he walked with God. He walked with God continually. So three things. He was just, he was perfect, unimpaired, and he walked with God continually. And for us as Christians, how can we apply it to our own lives today? These are some of the core, maybe would I say principles that we can also say that, okay, am I righteous? Yes, I'm born again. Jesus Christ shed his blood for me, okay? Am I unimpaired? I check myself. Do I only focus on God? Do I allow God to be the one leading me and driving me? Then you're good. And you continually walk with God because it's not just okay for you to be just and unimpaired. You must also continually walk with God because that is what would distinguish you. Because there are people that are just and perfect, unimpaired, but they're not working with God. They're not working with God. But we in this church and our friends, praise God, and our family in extension in Jesus' name, will be people that God will be proud of in Jesus' name. So for you to enter into a new season, that is a verse you need to go and meditate upon. Genesis 6 verse 9. Meditate upon it. Allow God to lead you. Because see, Noah, first of all, he was in this place where everybody there was compromised. Everybody. I've used that word so much in the past few days because um, in PD's country of birth, they're conducting elections. So... <laughs> conducting elections in this country of birth and there's a lot of compromise happening so every time i look at somebody i'm like oh my god this person is compromised this person is compromised so yeah praise god so no <laughs> no i was in the midst of a compromised people and he knew how to navigate that season God spoke to him and said to him build the ark he knew how to navigate that season now when Noah was building the ark do you really think that people were not mocking him just sometimes you'll be serving God. God has said to you, it is your year of evident progress. God has said it is your year of, you know, glory and shining and your own personal word that you have from God. And you're taking steps, you're making decisions. And people are like, are you really thinking? Are you thinking like, guy, yo, what are you doing? What are you chatting, fam? What's going on? You know, they're asking you questions. What do you mean you're not in set what you're not doing anymore? What do you mean you are? Insert what you recently started to do based on the instruction of God. And people will begin to mock you and laugh at you. It's normal. You're not the first person. Jesus was mocked. Praise God. He was mocked. He was scourged. He was everything you can think of was done to Jesus. Praise God. But you, you have a goal. Hallelujah. You have a goal that for me to get into my new season, I must be led. I must be directed. Praise God. If I will really see evident progress, I must allow God to be the one driving it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. 
So he was building the ark, and of course, people were laughing at him and doing all of all that stuff. They mocked him. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, in the days of Noah, people were eating and drinking, partying also, of course, because that was what they were doing anyway. They were just living their lives, doing all sorts in the days of Noah, to the point that they were blind. Noah could see, he could discern that God was about to destroy the earth, yet so many other people could not discern it. Even his sons, his wife, I don't know if they discerned. I don't think they did. They probably helped him. I don't know if they did. But we know it was Noah who built the ark. However, people around him could not discern. Praise God. So discerning and entering into that new season, we just really need to understand that it is this, the work of the Spirit. It is the work of the Spirit. And without the Holy Spirit, it will be impossible. Okay, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Okay, how do I know if it's the Holy Spirit talking to me? The first thing you want to always do to be able to understand how to, you know, hear the voice of God is that, first of all, you must fill yourself up with the Word of God. When I got saved, the reason why I got saved was because I wanted to hear from God. Okay, that was why I got saved. I said, okay, if God really is speaking no to you Christians, then I will become a Christian. Okay, and he's still speaking. Thank God. Hallelujah. But the first thing they said was, you have to read your Bible. Three months after, I'm not hearing, oh, what's going on? I'm not hearing God. Keep reading it. Keep studying it. And as you keep studying it, reading it, you can discern. Sometimes you're reading your Bible. Do you have any witness? And it's like this word just jumps on you. And it's like, this is my word. I can't leave here. I need to just meditate on this word. When that happens, a good practice is to just keep meditating and brooding on that word. Just stay on it. God, what are you showing me? Sometimes days... This one does not mean you not finish your Bible in one year, but sometimes days, you're still there. As you're doing the dishes, as you're, you know, doing your laundry, you're mowing your lawn or the things you guys do, the righteous things you do, okay? <laughs> you're brooding upon that scripture. It's just still coming, you know? You would, you would what? I am the head, I am not the tail. I am the head, I am not the tail. You're driving, I am the head, I am not the tail. Just thinking about it, brooding upon it. Because guess what? That is the scripture you will need. That's the key. You need for your new season. Because at every point, God knows what you need. And so when he's pointing something to you in the scripture, that is a pointer to a key that will bring you into your new season. Hallelujah. Okay. Praise God. Let's go to Genesis 8, 15 to 22, which is really what we want to talk about. Genesis 8, 15 to 22. Wow, it's so hot here. PD, how do you do it? It's really hot. Genesis 8, 15 to 22. And nobody even said, let me even help you, you know, with fun. Or something guys i still know you love me so it's okay it's all right it's all right let's finish the work we're doing here right okay so then god spoke to noah saying go out of the ark you and your wife and your sons and your son's wives with you so at this point now noah had been there for a while almost a year if not more than i forgot to finish my calculations but i know i'd done it before and it was like it wasn't just 40 days that he was in the ark it was there for a long lo almost a year if we can, let's just, not now though, later. He was there for a long time. God now said, now go out. You and your wife, your sons, your son's wives. Um, sorry, can we go back? Yeah. Bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you. Birds and cattle and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Remember this from Genesis 1, right? So Noah went out, and his sons and his wives and his sons' wives with him. Every animal, every creeping thing, every bird, 
and whatever creeps on the earth, according to their families, went out of the ark. Verse 20, then, somebody say then. 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 <laughs> Noah built an ark to the Lord, an altar to the Lord, and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Now, God did not ask Noah to do this, praise God. God did not send him to do this thing he just did in verse 20. He wasn't asked to do it, okay? It was an extra thing that he did. Nobody sent him, praise God, okay? However, let's see the effect of what he did. Verse 21, please. Do we have 21? Yeah, 21 and 22. Okay, while we're waiting, another thing that we must also realize about Noah is that Noah did not just do his own thing, you know, and this is actually how I say to my kids, don't just do your own thing because it's not good. Praise God. Imagine if Noah said, okay, God said, um, take them two by two. These ones, take them, you know, and Noah said, no, I want to take them two by one. Or I want to take them four by three or seven by two or however. Again, just pointing to us as believers that the word is still our standard. Doesn't matter what everybody is doing. Doesn't matter what the new agers are doing. Doesn't matter what your friends are doing. If it doesn't align with the word of God, it's not for you. Say it is not for me. It's not for me. It's not for me. It's not for me. As long as it doesn't align with the word of God, it's not for me. And that is my own standard. That is my principle. That's my value system. Staying on the word of God. Doesn't matter how good it looks. Doesn't matter how lucrative it is. Doesn't matter how profitable it looks. As long as it doesn't align with the word of God, it's not for me. That is how we distinguish ourselves to be led into a new season. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again. Now, remember this is God that was in Genesis 6. He was grieved. I made man. I feel so upset. I feel so sad. But here, God is saying, wow, what is this that I am smelling? The sacrifice of somebody's worship, of a, of a, of a heart that just knows what to do. Praise God. It says, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. You know, God just had to slide it in there. That it's not like, <laughs> it's not like you people are all that. But because of what Noah did, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Meaning, doesn't matter what man does, this ground will not be cursed again for man's sake. Because for God's sake and for Noah's sake, I have chosen to bless again. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We're guessing somewhere. Nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Just can you go back again to 21 for me? Thank you. Praise God. God says, while the earth remains, seed time, mean when you sow, you must reap. Praise God. And... I can remember, you know, I think it was just discussing with my husband and just pointed out that there's no harvest time there. It means there's always harvest season. Praise God. Per season, right? <laughs> okay, the non-royals don't know what I mean, but it's all right. Okay, so there's no harvest time. Praise God. So whenever you sow, you must reap. Seed time. Yes, I sow today, I sow tomorrow, but once harvest comes... It is everlasting and it's continuous. Praise God. That's what God is saying. Just because of what Noah did, Noah brought us into that covenant with God. Imagine if Noah was like, God did not send me. You know, it's just like the parable of the talent. He said, I knew you were a hard man. 
you did not reap. You like to reap where you did not sow. And so I just kept the money in one place. Imagine if Noah had that kind of mentality, that kind of thinking. Ah, God, oh, he, he just destroyed everything. Let me keep all these animals intact so that he doesn't come and start fighting me. Yes, because sometimes we think like that. Oh, God did not say it, though. I'll just be doing my own thing. When God is ready, he will speak to me. God did not speak to Noah here. He's not, God did not speak to Noah. Noah just, you know, Nigerians will say use your gumption. You just use your... Okay? <laughs> insert whatever you inserted there. And he just said, this is a good thing to do. Let me do it. It's a good thing to do. It's a righteous thing to do, to build an altar to the living God who has kept me inside this ark for the longest time. I will create an altar to him. And because of that altar, we're also benefiting. No matter how much tsunami, whatever wants to happen, we all know that it's not going to, like, it's not going to cancel the earth. No matter what it is, that is not how the earth will end. So even if there is this, I remember one time there was this um, monsoon, you know, somewhere in, like, these countries. I don't know if it was Indonesia or something. Like, in Asia, some Asian countries, it was bad. can't remember the year, but it was, yeah, 2008. I was going to say that it was bad. Like, people were washed off. You know, there was like, there were some celebrities too that had gone there for, you know, holidays and stuff. And one, I think she couldn't find a bay or something. And it was a mess. But guess what? No matter how bad that was, God will never cancel the earth again. We can be sure of that because of what Noah did. So the question to us is, what are some things that you're doing that is helping your generation to stabilize? Praise God. Because sometimes you just see, oh, open doors here, open doors there. It's not because of... It might be something that somebody did, an altar that somebody already set up that is still working, that God is saying, because of this person. Remember David. David did what he did, right? But God always still said, because of David, because of that covenant. Even Abraham, God will always still say, because of that covenant. So no matter what, you know, the children of Israel, they will come, they would, you know, they will insult God, they will do their own thing. God will say, don't fight. They'll say, um... We are like grasshoppers. These people are going to destroy us. You know, this is bad and whatnot. And God is like, I'm not happy with you guys. You know, just stay where you are. And then they'll come and say, God, we are going to fight. And then they'll be destroyed. But God never really wiped them all out because of Abraham. So when you set up a covenant with God, it's an everlasting thing. And a lot of times, really, you are the one that will initiate it. Praise God. You are the one that will initiate it and say, God, because of you. This is not something that you've said, but I'm going to still do it. Praise God. And in that doing, you begin to see open doors and you begin to enter into a new season. Let's look at John 2. And we read from verse 3 to 8. Just to show us that a lot of times, really, it's not God really saying, go and do something. It is you initiating it. And when they run out of wine... Now, this was at Cana of Galilee, the first miracle Jesus did. You know, they were in the feast, and it was such a wonderful time. They were enjoying themselves, live band, you know, cocktails, non-alcoholic ones were just going around. Everybody was, you know, eating small chops, having some samosas, enjoying, having some finger food, some sushi, and they ran out of wine. <laughs> then the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus did not, I mean, Jesus knew they didn't have wine, but hey. Like, you didn't tell me, so what do I want to do? <laughs> and she said, there's no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. 
So Jesus is saying, it's not yet time for me to do anything. However, verse 5, she said, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. But it was not yet Jesus' hour. So it wasn't time for him to maybe, you know, do whatever it is. However, she said, anything he says, just do it. Now there were, now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. Praise God. So who initiated this miracle? I didn't say who did the miracle. It was God. We know that. Okay. But who started the whole process of the miracle? It was Mary. Yeah. It was Mary. What if Mary was like, you don't have wine, then drink water. I mean, it's not my party anyway. I didn't organize it. You did not hire me as the event planner. So (laughs) it's your concern. Imagine if she was like that. But she said, there's no wine here, Jesus. He said, it's not in my heart. Ah. And he said, she said to the servants, whatever he says, do it. Sometimes, Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, is not going to tell you what to do. He's not going to tell you what to do, but we're getting there. Okay, we're getting there. First Corinthians 2, 9 to 12. So it's not as if like, okay, I just want to be doing random things. No. First Corinthians 9, First Corinthians 2, 9 to 12. And we see that a lot of the desires we have, that we don't really act on, is still the Holy Spirit prompting us to do it. Still the Holy Spirit prompting us to do it. Because the devil will never tell you to call that brother and check on him. Or to send them dollars. Right? <laughs> That's one we don't like to hear. Send- <laughs> That's one we don't like to hear. Send them dollars. Ah, God. Mm. Lord, my last card. This is the only money I have. God, if you shake me, throw me. It's only 55 cents. God is saying, eh, give 40 cents. Hey, God, what am I going to do with 15 cents? What were you going to do with 55 cents before anyway? <laughs> what were you going to do with it anyway? Nothing. Praise God. But when it's a seed, it becomes big. Like, I don't know how God just finds a way to do it. Like, once it is a seed, it's no longer about the amount. It becomes about the seed itself. And it must germinate. It must bring you a harvest. That is how to enter your new season. Praise God. But as it is written... I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Okay? For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So when you get that check in your heart, oh, I need to check on. It's the Holy Spirit. Or the Holy Spirit is saying to you, there's, a, there's just this homeless guy. There's always, you know, a Walmart whenever you go there. When next you see him, just give him $10. Okay, instead of the 25 cents you've been dropping, you know, just give him $10. Ah, God, no, $10. Ah, don't even have coins anyway. Let's be going. And God is like, you know, just prompting you again. Like, just give it. Do something. Or God is saying to you, just share with this lady. You're on the bus. You sit down beside someone. And you just know, I need to share with this person. I need to share. I need to share. But you're like, ah, no, God, not here. So where? So where? Nowhere else. Everywhere, anywhere, you can share. I remember one time. I had, um, 
I had traveled. I don't know. I probably have shared with one person here. I traveled. And then usually, I mean, if you're, I don't want to say unfortunately, but fortunately for me, I was, I was not born in Canada. Anyway. And <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> you know, and I had, you know, traveled on like a school trip kind of thing. And so I was at the lobby waiting for my ride to come. There was no Uber then, actually. There was no Uber. So it was my um, friends that were coming to pick me up and stuff. So I was just sitting down there at the lobby, and this guy was just pouring out his heart to me, just talking, talking. I knew I should. I knew that it would be a good thing to tell him about Jesus. It would be a good thing. I knew it, that God wanted me to minister to this guy because he was saying all these things he shouldn't have said. I was like, ah, God, no. You know, not because I didn't want to, but... I had heard before from people that if you go and preach abroad, it's not like Nigeria that you can just be preaching to people anywhere. If you preach, they will lock you up. So I was like, ah, but I always go on evangelism and it's never an issue now. I mean, now I know that it was not true. So I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to be locked up. First of all, I traveled alone. My parents were not there. So it's like, before they lock you up and they'll be looking for you, also they'll be like, eh? So you went to preach and they threw you in jail. First of all, are you even from a Christian family? So what are you doing? Anyway, I didn't, I didn't preach to the guy. And I know that at that time, it was the word that he needed. I know. So many of us, we know what we need to do. So many of us, like, we know what we need to do. But the truth is, you won't get another reminder. Most likely, you will not get another reminder. This is your reminder. Whatever it is God has asked you to do before, just do it. 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 When you do it, then you begin to prime yourself into going into a new season. I don't want to be sharing, you know, personal stuff of when you're like, oh God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. And then you finally do it. And it's like the heavens just open over you. Like never before. Like, oh, wow. All this while I've just been struggling for nothing. Okay. Also, let's see First Chronicles 12, 32. First Chronicles 12, 32. It says, of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. They knew what to do. They always knew what to do. They always knew what to do. The Bible says you have an anointing. The anointing of the Holy One is on you. So you must know what to do. You know what to do because God is showing you. So just do it. Praise God. Let's look at Ruth 1, 16 to 17 as well. Ruth 1, 16 to 17. Ruth 1, 16 to 17. It's the story of Ruth and Naomi. Praise God. The story of Ruth and Naomi. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also. If anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Praise God. So Ruth was like, no, I just know that. I know that if I follow this lady, there is something at the end of this, of this journey. There's something profitable. There's something beneficial. I know. I sense it that this is the right thing for me to do. Once you start sensing that this is the right thing for you, just go ahead and do it. You don't need any more coercion. You don't need any more, you know, 
Like, you, yeah, you don't need any more ginger. Just do it. Just go ahead and do it. Because every single person usually will have that point when you just, you feel like this is what I need to do, but nobody said it. You didn't hear a voice from heaven saying, oh, my daughter. It won't come. It won't come because God knows and trusts you to know what to do. Because more than the children of Issachar, you have the spirit of God inside of you. Praise God. Because of one person's obedience. Look at where we are today. You sit down here. The last thing, you know that there's no way that there will be a flood that will flood all of us. So we sit down here comfortably, listen to this message. Because of Noah. If Noah didn't do that, I mean, we might just be reading this scripture. And some of you are having palpitations. Like, what if God has already told somebody that listened to build an ark and I didn't know about it? Yay. And you're just here. But because of what Noah did, the question is, every single one of us, we have something that we must do. We do have something that we must do. Praise God. You can push yourself into a new season. And that's the summary. You can push yourself into a new season. Hallelujah. Okay. Do what you've never done to get what you've never gotten. Praise God. And just like I said at the life class, if you want to live like no one else, you have to live like no one else. Praise God. So the summary for us today. As children of God, listening to God's word to us about entering into a new season is that, first of all, you need to desire that a new season is for me, right? Don't believe that stagnation is your portion. Don't believe that this is the best you can ever be. Don't believe that this is the peak of your existence, that this is where I have been capped. This is where I stop. No, believe there's always more. Just keep believing that there's always more. Believe, be progressive. Allow God to change your mind, to renew your mind. You know, when we read that scripture in first, um, first Corinthians, it says that not the spirit of the world. That is why we study the Bible every day. We are meditating. We are consuming the word of God. The Bible says, let the word of God dwell richly in you in all wisdom. The reason why we do that is to flush out that spirit of the world so that you're no longer confused. Oh, is it God? Is it not God? Praise God. Desire a new season. Don't believe that this is the best of your life. Don't believe it. I was reading a book and the person said, the best books have not yet been written. And that book was like, wow, mind blown. I love this book so much. Should I tell you the name of the book? Hmm. The name of the book is Essentialism. I don't know the name of the author, but that's the name of the book. Okay? <laughs> that's the name of the book. It's a popular book, I think. Not really, but it's a very good book. And he said, the best books have not been read, um, written. And he just, you know, the best ideas have not been thought of. I'm like, wow, is that not what God is saying? Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Is that not what it is? And I was on the plane. This was like two years ago. I was going, I was coming back from Ottawa. And as I was listening to that audio book, I was feeling so charged up. And I looked out the window. I saw land everywhere. I saw houses. <sighs> I said, wow, it's so true. Like, this is not the best version of yourself. There's more. Like, you'd have to remind yourself that this is not the best like you see me today i'm glowing you've not seen anything i'm sorry okay <laughs> you've not seen anything because that is what i believe because i keep growing i keep increasing because i have the spirit of god in me hallelujah and that is the same spirit that every single one of us has so don't ever cap yourself and say well maybe just only one house if i can just manage to buy one house in canada just you know like heaven at last one house at last no like you can do great things and it doesn't matter 
where you were born. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. It doesn't, like, don't let your past define you. Don't let your background define you. There is more to you. You can always enter into a new season. You can always be the best every time. Every single time. It's so easy for us to allow our problems and our worries to define us. But that is not the way God looks at you. Praise God. He says, you are the head, you are not the tail. He says, I created you in my own image and likeness. You are God. Praise God. That's not blasphemy, okay? You are a son of God. Yeah, the Bible tells us in the book of Psalm 82, you are gods, but you will die like mere men because you don't know. You don't know the kind of ability that God has given to you. God also says in the book of Psalms, the earth I have given to the sons of men. The heavens of the heavens belong to me. The earth I have given to the sons of men. It's for this earth, this whole Canada, this whole North America, the whole world. God has given it to us. We have no excuse. We have no excuse. And if you're here, just say, ah. all of all these things, it's very easy for you to say, maybe because this, because that. It's not easy to say. It is easy to comprehend because I stayed in the word. Because I stayed in the word. And that is my charge to every single one of us. Stay in the word. Desire a new season for yourself. Don't believe this is the best version of yourself. Allow God to prune you, to change you. Allow the Holy Spirit to work on your mind, to work on your heart, to allow you to be the best. Praise God. Let's just, you know, in us, you don't have to stand up. Let's just speak to the Lord and just ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Because this is going to be a work that will take time. And when I say take time, I don't mean it's going to take forever. I don't mean it's going to take years. I mean it's going to take your time. You investing time. Because when you invest time, you begin to see the reward. Investing time in the word of God. Investing time to go back to sermons that have blessed you in the past. Investing time to go back to the word that, that, has, that, that struck you. To go back to it, to start to meditate on it again, to start to ask God questions. Speak to the Lord and just ask him to help you. Because we can't do anything without him. We cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. We can't do anything without the power of God. We can't do anything without his wisdom. He's the one helping us. He's the one speaking to us. But we need to desire to be helped. We need to desire to be helped. We will not be people who come back next year and say, wow, this word was nice, but where is the evidence? That will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Today we choose to break out of that mode of limitation. Today we choose to break out of every every mindset that has been limiting us. Today we choose to break free from allowing our backgrounds to define us. Today we decide to be true children of God, entering into new seasons, being an example of who a child of God to be, anointed, prosperous, blessed. Just speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Lord, help us. We can't do anything without you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask that you will brood upon every heart here today. As we are communicating with you, seeing heartfelt prayers to you. Lord, you see our hearts. You see every single one of us. You know where we've been. You know how we've been. You know how we've come about. You know the journeys we've taken that have limited us. You know, oh God, how far we've continued to doubt ourselves. But today we say enough is enough. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, brood over every single heart here today. We are moving forward in the name of Jesus. We are moving forward in the name of Jesus. We are moving forward 
forward in the name of Jesus. We are entering new seasons in the name of Jesus. It is our year of evident progress. It will be obvious for all to see in the name of Jesus because you will never put us to shame. You will never put us to shame, oh God. You will never put us to shame. We enter into new seasons in the name of Jesus. Every demonic stronghold in our minds, we release you from it this moment in the name of Jesus. You are released from it in the name of Jesus. It is not who you are. You are, you are meant to move forward. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word to us today. We thank you because you are good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you because we will come back with testimonies. Thank you because you will teach us, you will guide us, you will show us what to do. This will not be the last of us in the name of Jesus. This will not be the last. You will open our eyes. You will give us epiphanies in the name of Jesus. That as we begin to see, our lives begin to be transformed to the image of the living Christ in the name of Jesus. We will never be stagnated after today in the name of Jesus. What we've tried before that did not work, we try again and it works in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember you are a champion. God bless you.